the NBA draft may have gotten a whole lot more interesting due to some recent reports and some recent quotes from one of the prospects about where he'd like to go and some rumors about where he would not like to go. We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Lockdown is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned for later in the show to learn how to enter. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. On a road to 3,000 subscribers, continuing to show Lockdown with the best and fastest growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. So, again, I'd really appreciate it if you head over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Uh, before we start talking, I just want to tell all of you guys watching this, those of you who are watching on YouTube, those of you guys listening on the podcast get spared uh, by this. But those of you guys watching on YouTube, listen, it, it's not a great day for me look-wise. You feel me? I just woke up, so, you know, I kind of – I just woke up like an hour ago. I, my face still hasn't, like, you know, gone, gone up for the day. So, excuse me for that, man. You know, I usually come here freshed up. You feel me? Uh, anyways, we got a few things we're going to talk about today. We got some first two segments will be about the draft, some stuff that kind of intertwines with each other. You guys will see what I'm talking about when we get into it. And then finally, we got more rumors and more news about Jeremy Grant in the final segment. We'll talk about that then. But first, we have to talk about this stuff that may – make this draft a lot more interesting for the Detroit Pistons and could open up a lot more options and make it a little bit more tougher about which way they decide to go with their number five pick. So as we've talked about many times on the podcast, there seems to be a consensus like three or four guys that the Pistons will be considering at this five pick. You got uh, Keegan Murray, you got Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, and then one of the guys behind either Shane Sharp, Dyson Daniels, etc. One of those guys. But a lot of us, including myself, actually maybe not a lot of us, but I've been in this camp. I don't know how many people are with this camp, but I've been assuming, you know, Jay and Ivy's not going to be there. He's going to be gone at four. And if he's not gone by, by at four to Sacramento, another team's going to trade up, you know, another team's going to trade up and get him at four then. And the Pistons won't have a chance to get, get him at five anyways. Because it sounds like before that the Sacramento Kings were looking to trade the pick. And then also there were some rumors saying that they also liked Jaden Ivey, despite the fact that they've drafted guards over and over and over and over, despite them having guards already, but it's the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but yesterday I saw an article by Sports Illustrated and it has some interesting interesting quotes from Jaden Ivey within this article. And there's some other rumors that happened yesterday that will compound this and make it even more interesting of a story if you have not heard yet. So yesterday, basically... Jay and Ivy was asked if he had a preferred destination and where he'd like to go, if there's anywhere he, you know, he was really preferring to be drafted by. Um, and he said, quote, I would love to go anywhere. But Detroit, my mom, who was the Notre Dame's head women's uh, basketball coach, played for the Detroit Shock in the WNBA. I've lived in the area. I know what it's like. Detroit could be an option. Now, Pistons fans probably lost their minds with that. If you guys didn't hear that before now, you guys were probably already losing your minds. But after I read that, you guys probably already you guys are probably now losing your minds. Anytime there's a prospect, a good prospect, or even 
a really good player that says good things about Detroit and saying they like it here, they know about the area, they like the city, etc. Fans lose their minds, and rightfully so. It's great to hear people talk uh, highly of Detroit and say they'd like to be in Detroit. Uh, too many times people out from outside Detroit like to talk about it like it's – I'm sorry, Sacramento Kings fans, if you guys happen to listen, but like we're Sacramento or something. It's not the case. So sometimes people out of the city get too out of pocket with that. So that was really cool to hear. So that – for me, made the made some of the draft choices and my looking me looking ahead at the draft a little bit interesting because it's like okay, maybe Jay and Ivy really should just be the home run pick if he really wants to be at Detroit, and the Pistons are pretty high on him. He's a really good athlete, and he really likes the and he wants to be in Detroit. Sounds like a pretty good match. Then another rumor came down yesterday that not only did Jay and Ivy give a quote saying that he Detroit's one of his preferred destinations, there's now rumors saying. That he just straight up does not want to go to Sacramento. He does not want Sacramento to draft him. And he's made it known that Sacramento knows this. Also, with that report and that rumor, it was said that Sacramento has now went completely all in. Apparently, on Keegan Murray are ex- and are extremely high on Keegan Murray. This changes. This could change everything for the Pistons in this upcoming draft. And you'll see what I mean in this upcoming segment also. Uh, there's another layer to this, I should say, in the second segment that we'll talk about. But when it comes to just who they're going to select at five, I think we all understand the, the top three are gone. Chet, Paolo, and Jabari. Those guys are, they're out of there. Where No one's even considering those guys dropping the four or five. It's not happening. But I feel like the general consensus has been that Jay and I will be gone at four, whether that means Keegan Murray or not Keegan Murray, whether that means Sacramento drafts him at four or another team trades up with Sacramento to get him at four. I think it's been general consensus that was going what was going to happen. But now with Jay and Ivy making it clear he does not want to go to Sacramento, reportedly, and that he really wants to be in Detroit, apparently, and that Sacramento apparently is extremely high on Keegan Murray, this could make the draft really interesting. Because what could happen is this. One, Sacramento could just straight up draft Keegan at four, and then the Pistons get Jay and Ivy at five. I think a lot of Pistons fans would be extremely happy and excited about that. That's one. But then another thing could happen, and this could really make the draft get interesting from across the, not just the Pistons fan base, but just the NBA fan base. If Sacramento knows that another team wants Jay and Ivy, which Pistons probably aren't the only ones, I've heard a lot of teams, including the OKC Thunder, I've heard, are really high on Jay and Ivy, and they know that they could possibly trade back to keep Keegan Murray still. They could talk about possibly trading back in the draft, get one of the maybe six, seven, eight, nine picks, uh, and try to get Keegan Murray at one of those picks, let that team jump up to four, get Jay and Ivy, and now the Pistons are screwed out of that. And then the Pistons could also, if the Sacramento Kings to decide to do that and screw the Pistons over out again, Jay and Ivy now, and let another team go up and get Jay and Ivy, then the Pistons could then screw the Kings over because they are reportedly also very high in Keegan Murray. So they could take Keegan Murray at five. So if you want my prediction as of why I think it's going to happen, I think Sacramento wants to trade out of this pick and get back to get Keegan Murray. However, I think the Pistons are really putting pressure on them because everyone knows the Pistons really like Keegan Murray. And with the Pistons being right after the Sacramento Kings at four, they probably know that if they trade back anywhere farther than five, if they're if, unless they're trading back to five with the Pistons, Keegan Murray's probably not going to be there because the Pistons really like Keegan Murray and they'll draft him at five if Jay and Ivy's gone, it sounds like. that's what At least that's what the rumors and what the reports are, sounds like for me. Me reading the tea leaves and from what I've heard, they really like Keegan Murray. So I don't think Sacramento is completely confident and comfortable 
moving out of that spot to have to get Keegan Murray and trying to get that extra assets, you know, get Keegan Murray, then also, you know, get a late pick or a mid-round pick or et cetera, et cetera. I don't think they feel extremely confident in being able to do that. So I'm going to predict that Sacramento feels the pressure and they are forced to take Keegan Murray at four. Maybe they feel like some people will feel like they reached for him at four, but with them knowing that the Pistons will take him at five and Jay and Ivy's not there, I think that puts pressure on them to take them at four. I think they take Keegan Murray at four. And now that puts the Pistons in a very, very interesting situation because now they'll have Jay and Ivy available for him. Jay and Ivy will be right there. And he said that he wants to be in Detroit. And from what I've heard and from what I understand, they are pretty high on Jay and Ivy as well. However, should they just take Jay and Ivy and call the day? We got our guy, call a day and head back to Detroit with Ivy. Or should they be entertaining another possibility? We'll talk about that other possibility when we come back from the ad break. But first, I have to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, you guys' favorite sponsor, Bill Bar. You know how our friends at Bill are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, this time, Bill has truly outdone themselves with new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Bill is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this. This new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream, and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try the mud pie as soon as possible. And need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. You're not convinced? Luckily, we saved the best for last. It's always good for you. No, really. All Built products are low calories, high protein, and low in sugar. The mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up all just for you. Mud pie bars and puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are absolutely delicious and really good for you. Like all Built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and while while maintaining being extremely healthy for you. You're going to love the new mud pie, Built Bar, and Built Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to the built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now. You won't regret it. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, go to lock, go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. On our road to 3,000 subscribers, continuing to show Lockdown that we have the best and fastest scoring fan base at the Lockdown Network. But as we were saying, if Sacramento decides to just take Keegan Murray at four because they feel the pressure from the Pistons right behind them, they know they can't trade back and they probably won't be able to get Keegan if they trade back. They take Keegan at four. Now Jane Ivey's there at five. The Pistons are faced with an interesting decision. I think this could really make the draft fun. Again, the Pistons could just be simple. They take Jay and Ivy, they get their guy, and they call it a day. It could be as simple as that. However, it could be some other things that happen here. And I'm not going to say that I think it's guaranteed to happen or that I think it's likely to happen. But I know for a fact that there are teams trying to get up that are really high on Jay and Ivy. And one of those teams are the OKC Thunder. And I know for a fact that the Pistons 
would be willing to at least entertain the OKC Thunder because they have a package that would be incredibly interesting for the Detroit Pistons to consider. And that is the fact that they have the number 12 overall pick. Now, it's been rumored for weeks now that, or at least the last few days I saw it really picked up. I think we've seen it for a few weeks now that Oklahoma City Thunder want to get a big with their second overall pick, but then want to get back into that top five somehow to get Jaden Ivey. Now, they could, like I, like I said earlier, they could easily trade with Sacramento at four to go get Jaden Ivey, and the Kings can acquire assets. Maybe they want Lou Dort in 12. But it sounds like Sacramento, like I said, they really want Keegan Murray, and they know if they trade that far back, one, they're not getting Keegan Murray. And even if they trade fast past five, the Pistons are likely to get Keegan Murray if Jaden Ivey's not there. At least that's what, my, uh, that's what I believe. So I don't know if the Kings will be willing to do a deal with them. However, if the OKC Thunder want to get Jaden Ivey and he's there at five and they're willing to talk with the Pistons, I think the Pistons would be willing to int- be in- be willing to talk trades with them. My goodness. They'll ask for 12, obviously. They'll move back to 12. But I think the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder have six first-round picks next year I think the Pistons could possibly get a really good deal here. They could trade number five to OKC, get 12, and future picks in next year's draft, which is considered from what the draft people I've talked to and the draft people I respect, one of the best drafts we've seen in a minute. This is supposed to be an incredibly stacked draft in 23. And a lot of people consider this draft pretty weak. Now, we had Ant Wright on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he's one of the guys who are really high on Keegan Murray. However, even he said that, if this was a stronger draft, Keegan Murray probably is going later on. He's probably going to the teens. He's probably going 10 to 14 area. Uh, we had La- Lazarus Jackson on the podcast that if there was another guard in this draft and he felt like if it was a stronger draft, we're not talking about Jane Ivy going five. We're talking about Jane Ivy possibly going nine, 10, 11. So this is not supposed to, this is not considered a strong draft. So the Pistons could trade back to 12. And there's a whole offseason idea that I have that goes along with this. So just stay tuned. They could trade back to 12 trade for next year's first-round pick that the Oklahoma City have from Washington, or they could try to get another one. I doubt they're able to get OKC's. OKC's not going to do that. Uh, maybe they – I don't think they'd want Denver. I think they would rather have Washington's. But OKC also has Denver's, LA, uh, the Clippers. They have Dallas or Miami's. They, uh, they have another Washington pick in the second round, and they have their own first-round pick. So they have a lot of picks in that 2023 draft. Maybe the Pistons even ask for a second one. Maybe they ask for Denver's. And maybe they ask for Denver's and Washington's for next year while also getting 12 this year. Maybe they try to do something like that. I think that's a little bit too rich, but if they're able to pull something like that off and OKC really wants Jay and Ivy, I think that would be an absolute steal for the Pistons. That would be incredible value for the number five pick. And this year's draft is not that strong, but next year you're going to be looking at the Pistons having three possible first-round picks in a strong draft. I think that would be insane value, and I would heavily consider doing that if I was the Pistons and uh, Keegan Murray gets drafted at four, and I know Jane Ivey's there at five now, and I know OKC really wants them, I'd be calling them instantly. Be like, listen, we know you want Jane Ivey. We'll give you number five pick. We want 12, and we want two first-round picks next year. At the very least, we want Washington's first-round pick next year, maybe a second-round pick. That's what I want for this five pick. If they're able to do that, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably do that. That's incredible value. You're, getting a, you're, you're looking at the Pistons possibly having multiple first-round picks in a heavier draft and a stronger draft. We're also moving back to 12, and this is where my whole idea of, a, of what would happen in this offseason if they did this. And they move back to 12. They get Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. Get one of the big guys. If they could get Jalen Duran, I'd be extremely happy at 12. 
So they get Jalen Duran at 12. Now, they go into free agency. They can still try to get DeAndre Aiden, but maybe they don't feel as confident as getting DeAndre Aiden. Maybe, maybe they, they know that it's not it's, it's going to be harder for them to try pull DeAndre Aiden from the Suns. From what it sounds like and from what I understand is that a lot of these other guys are not leaving anywhere. Miles Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Colin Sexton. A lot of these players are not leaving anywhere, and those are the top of a mid-free agency class. So the top of the mid-free agency class already sounds like they're going to be occupied outside of DeAndre Aiden. Some of these other guys, low-key free agents, Mal Bamba possibly won't be there. The Pistons will have, basically what I'm saying is the Pistons will have their big man that they want to start, and Jalen Duran possibly, or if they want to start Isaiah Stewart to start off and then bring Duran off the bench, go ahead. In this case, they can still trade Jeremy Grant for a possible another first-round pick, so they could be looking at possibly 12 and maybe 7 if they pull it off, or Jeremy, or 12, I mean 12 and another first-round pick somewhere in that area. It doesn't have to be 7, or somewhere else. So now they could even be getting someone like Benedict Matherin possibly or Shane Sharp or whatever. Basically what I'm saying is they could get their center in the draft, go into free agency, and I've heard that this is not something that they would be completely opposed to doing, not the whole train back thing, but this kind of idea in free agency is getting low-key free agents, maybe not splurging, keeping your cap room open for a future free agency class that's stronger and not really running it. I don't want to say running it back next year, but – Somewhat running it back. I guess there's no other way of saying that. Uh, giving your young guys another year to develop, maybe getting a better guy next to Cade that fits better. Maybe a, a floor spacer. I've heard the name Gary Harris pop up a lot. Maybe get Gary Harris to start next to Cade. You'll be able to spread the floor. He'll be able to play defense. He's a nice fit. He's not a great player. He's an I player, but he's a good. I think he'd be a good fit for what the Pistons are trying to do. Gary Harris is a player who will, again, be able to be a good fit, soak up some minutes, but also won't block the development of. Killian, or possibly if they got another guard or they want to bring him off the bench, uh, he won't block the development of those guys. And then the Pistons just take another year of rebuilding, of developing their guys. And now you're looking at the Pistons, who probably won't be good next year. You got the Pistons having another top pick of their own, having Washington's top pick, maybe another top pick if they're able to coerce that out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. If not, you're looking at those two first-round picks. And then now you're working with that in a strong draft, heading into a stronger free agency where you still have cap space and are able to be flexible and make moves. I think that would be an interesting choice the Pistons would do, uh, would have to make. But that's the kind of thing that could happen if the Kings end up taking Key Murray at four. Uh, either the Pistons could draft Jane Ivy at five and just call it a day, or they could try to get interesting and try to move back with OKC, try to acquire future assets in a stronger draft. And then maybe trade Jeremy Grant for another first-round pick in this year's draft. And now you're working with two first-round picks in this year's draft, two first-round picks in next year's draft, which is a stronger draft class, while maintaining your salary cap flexibility. I think it would be interesting. Uh, I know a lot of you guys like Jane Ivey. Some of you guys may be unwilling to do that because you guys think that highly of Jane Ivey. I respect it. I get it. But I think the other option also is pretty, pretty interesting, and it, it would make a lot of sense as well. So I guess it just depends on how high the Pistons believe in Jane Ivey and how high they would – it depends on how good they, how high they feel about Jane Ivy, but also how good do they feel about prospects they could possibly trade back with at twelve? Do they feel like they could get another, another first round pick this year for Jeremy Grant? Do they like the fact of getting multiple first round picks in their stronger draft next year over getting Jane Ivy? We don't know what Troy Weaver's thinking. We don't know what they'll decide to do, but that's something that they got to think about. I think that's going to be an interesting possible pathway for them to consider going down and talking with OKC about. But again, let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section down below. When we come back, we got some more news and rumors about Jeremy Grant uh, from Bleacher Report. We'll talk about that in the final segment. But first, I have to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Arcade 1UP. We have big news. 
the one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing back the best game ever, but they're made it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shaq Edition machine. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Complete with friends, compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is a place for fun. They got even more classic like Golden Tee. My favorite was Mortal Kombat. I, I used to play Mortal Kombat going up with my cousin all the time. That would be a really interesting one for me. But many others starting at just $399. And check this out. They're giving up away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? With Arcade 1UP. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you have not already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. You guys get all of that jazz. I really appreciate you guys. But um, we got another report from Bleacher Report yesterday. We had a lot of stuff pop off there yesterday concerning the Pistons and rumors and news and reports, etc. Um, but according to Bleacher Report yesterday, Jeremy Grant is, quote-unquote, widely expected to be moved this summer. Now, I'm very happy about this. You guys know that. I do not want Jeremy Grant on this team moving forward. I want them to trade him. I want them to get a pick. I want them to get value for him. I want them out of there. And this report is coming from Jonathan Giveney of ESPN. Um, so there you go with that. It's not just straight from Bleacher Report, but that's the article I read from Bleacher Report. But the report itself is coming from Jonathan Giveney. Either way, it says that the Portland Trailblazers and the Atlanta Hawks have been among the team's most regularly mentioned as suitors. Also, it mentions that the Pistons rebuffed an offer from Portland that was just Josh Hart and draft compensation before the 2022 trade deadline. Uh, it also says Portland has the number seven pick in next year's M- or next week's NBA draft, though it feels unlikely the Blazers would move a mid lottery pick for an expiring contract. He also says uh, Mark Stein noted that the Hawks' interest as they look to retool following a disappointing 22 season. Perimeter defense has been one of the team's biggest issues last season, and Grant has proved himself capable of playing a three and D role. Atlanta has the number six pick in the first round next Thursday night. Now, I said a trade, I've said multiple trades with the Atlanta Hawks over the last week or so, and I got met with some, you know, some fans that really didn't like it. But I'm going to say this. This is now a few, this is now a few days after the possible trades I've mentioned. This is now a few days after me saying that I doubt Portland as of right now is going to move that seven pick for a Jamie Grant. And I said on Twitter yesterday that they're going to have to get Pistons fans are going to have to pray that Portland gets really desperate if they want to move, if they want to move Jeremy for that number seven overall pick. And like I said, I'll, this is just a few days after I talked about Atlanta possibly moving 16 and if, and maybe Bogdanovich or Gallinari or something, or maybe even Herder for Jeremy Grant. And now this report comes out. So I'm going to say this one more time for you guys. I'm not going to confirm anything. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to make it clear. You know, you guys can take it for what you want. But maybe, just maybe, when I'm making trade offers and I'm throwing stuff out at you guys in the podcast, maybe, just maybe, it's not me just throwing stuff at the wall. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, man. So 
from now on, like I'm trying, I'm trying to be cool for you guys, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to help y'all out. I'm trying to give our, our locked on Pistons community, a Pistons community, our locked on Pistons fan base, some insight, man. So when I'm suggesting some things and I'm throwing stuff out, I'm probably not just throwing it out because for shits and giggles, basically. I'm probably not doing that. So do not be shocked if the Detroit Pistons happen to trade Jeremy Grant to Atlanta for that number 16 pick or back for 16 and Bogdanovich. Do not be surprised that they trade for 16 and Gallinari. Do not be surprised if Portland ends up trading that number seven overall pick for possibly some guys higher on their list. Maybe, maybe the Portland Trailblazers get super desperate. Maybe those guys that are higher on their list end up not being available. Maybe those guys end up moving somewhere else. They are not able to get him for the number seven overall pick. And then the Trailblazers get desperate. Maybe they then they trade Jeremy Grant for number seven. But outside of that, I really think that it's unlikely that they get number seven for Jeremy. I think they're looking at that mid-teens selections to trade Jeremy Grant with one of those teams. I think Atlanta is a, is a team that's extremely interested, though it'll be interesting to see if these rumors and reports about Rudy Gobert and them being interested in Rudy Gobert will slow down anything. We're trying to get Jeremy Grant. We'll we'll see how that goes because it sounds like they're going to be going after Rudy Gobert as well. But either way, it sounds like Jeremy Grant's going to be traded this offseason for sure. It sounds like that's extremely expected. Uh, and the Pistons know that it probably is their best chance to get some value for him. So it sounds like it's going to happen. I know some of you guys may not be happy about that. Some of you guys are really high on Jeremy, really like Jeremy, but I've been telling you guys for a while I don't want Jeremy back in this team. And I've said for a while the Pistons are – going to trade him this offseason. We'll see if it actually happens. Uh, my guess as of right now, I think it, I think Portland does what it takes to get him without giving that seven number seven overall pick. Now, I don't know how they do it. Maybe they get a three-team trade going. I know Portland really, really wants him. I know Dame really likes him as well, and they, he wants him on the team. However, if they're not willing to move that number seven overall pick, I don't think Troy Weaver is going to budge, and I don't think he's going to give that give them Jeremy for that number seven overall pick. And if that doesn't happen, I do think Atlanta probably is the next highest team on my chart or on my uh my list of teams that will be able to get Jeremy Grant. I definitely think it's gonna be around that number 16 overall pick. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, man. It's gonna be an interesting draft now. We got what six days ago, seven days ago now. It's gonna be interesting. We'll see what happens. But that's all I've got for you guys today in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Make sure you guys head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. And I have to tell you guys, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of our own Lockdown NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe, everybody. Enjoy the NBA Finals game tonight. Hopefully, Steph Curry wraps this up and gets his first Finals MVP. That's why I'm rooting for it. But until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.